My initial foot-of-the-bed impression was that he didn't really look particularly ill. In fact, he looked perfectly healthy, cheerful, rather pleased with himself, and had quite a sparkle in his eyes. I was somewhat surprised that he had smelled the buttered toast, because the aroma that reached my nostrils was one of methylated spirits. Top of the morning to you, doctor, he said. To be sure, tis a nice clear cold night, is it not? You're Irish, by the sound of it. Where exactly are you from? I am indeed from Ireland, he said. The Emerald Isle, God's own country. From a little village called Killybegs, it's right up in the north in County Donegal. Lovely spot it is too. Have you ever been there, doctor? Actually, I have, I replied, recalling a holiday that I had enjoyed there with my parents many years previously. And wild and beautiful it is too. But what brings you to this country? Tis a long story, to be sure, but I am a priest. I must have looked surprised as I tried to reconcile his present appearance with his stated calling, before he continued, now in a conspiratorial whisper. Well, doctor, to tell you the truth, I used to be a priest. I was a bit of a naughty boy. I became rather too fond of the taste of the communion wine and helped myself a little too freely. The Bishop of Donegal disapproved and sent me packing, not that he didn't partake of a little tipple himself, you understand. Certainly an interesting character, I thought, a defrocked priest down on his luck. It was tempting to delve a little deeper into his background, but I was conscious of the time, and, hoping to get a little sleep at some stage before morning, thought it best to move the consultation along. I asked him what the problem was. "'Tis me belly, doctor, so it is,' he said. "'I've got a terrible pain in me belly.' He went on to describe his troubles in more detail, but it was a story that was difficult to untangle. The position of the pain that he described suggested that it might be coming from the stomach or duodenum, but he insisted it troubled him when he moved his arms into certain positions and occasionally when he scratched his head, not a combination of symptoms with which I was familiar from my study of medical textbooks. He also described a pain behind his left eye. Only my left eye, mind, doctor. When he passed water, again a complaint that I had not encountered in five years of study at medical school. It took nearly ten minutes to undress him, because of his multiple layers of clothes. When he had taken off his jacket, three ragged sweaters and an old waistcoat, I thought that we should soon be rewarded by the sight of flesh, but the further removal of two shirts and a couple of vests was required before we finally reached his skin. Having achieved this, however, I discovered that the clinical signs in his abdomen were highly inconsistent. One minute the tenderness appeared to be on the left-hand side, causing him to leap from the examination couch in an alarming fashion. Later it seemed worse on the right. Yet at other times he would allow deep palpation without any apparent discomfort whilst happily relating stories of his beloved homeland. After about half an hour, the only conclusion I had reached was that I really didn't have a clue what was the matter with him. 
It was at this moment that Sister walked through the door. She beamed at him. Oh, it's you, Charlie. So you've decided to pay us another visit. Sure I did, Sister, and I can say what a joy it is to see your beautiful, happy, smiling face again. 